Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here for a quick old episode of the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. We're going to be covering, covering episode five of season two of Agent Carter. Was the Atomic name? Job. That's right. I liked that. I saw that and I was like, ooh, the something job. What's that show? Uh, oh, gosh. Leverage, I think it is. Probably. Every, every episode is the whatever job, the yeah. blah, blah, blah job, <clears throat> the this job, the that job. I think, I think that's leverage. Some show did that. <laughs> so when I saw that, I was like, it's going to be a heist. Because leverage... <laughs> by the way, have you ever seen leverage? No. Good show. Good show. Okay. It has a bunch of nerdy uh, people from other nerdy shows in it. <laughs> and uh, I, li- I like it. Um, I remember you talking about Burn Notice recently, saying that all of their episodes are something like that. I forget how they name all their episodes. All their, their episodes are amazing. They're, they're both, most of both those shows are good. Uh, all right, cool. Looking at it now, Burn Notice is not it. No, yeah, yeah. I don't think Burn Notice has the has a theme like that. But uh, Burn Notice is just a good show. I remember talking about Burn Notice a couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's, let's talk about Marvel stuff. Yeah, because we got we got we got to nail this down. I've got seven o'clock tickets for Deadpool. That's sort of a Marvel thing, but we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know, but I'm just saying we might have to do a Deadpool episode if it's as good as everyone's saying. Because I'm I'm I might. At this point, my expectations are so high, it's probably not going to be good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited about it. I I've, have nowhere to be, be but disappointed. <laughs> I remember being a little bit hesitant about it, saying, like, you know, Deadpool doesn't need to be R-rated. He doesn't, like, he doesn't curse and all that stuff. Like, we had talked yeah, about yeah, it yeah, before. Yeah, we talked about it. I'm more excited about it, excited about it now than I was then. Right. Um, just the hype has grown a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not, like, a Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of hyped up on it. I think I might be. I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close. But not as if it sits into our canon. I just think it's going to be a really good standalone film. Yeah. Um, well, what I'm saying is, like, I'm not as excited about it as I normally am right. any MCU movie. My thing is, if this movie knocks it out of the park, it will make me excited about a different universe, which is the Fox X-Men universe. Yeah. Uh, which, the last two were pretty darn good. They were okay. They were pretty darn good. They were all right. Um, uh, Acting-wise, they were, like, pretty superior. Uh, I will say they weren't much. They weren't as much fun as the MCU. I, I don't find myself thinking about them. I wasn't as invested, but I... Um, but I, when I was watching them, I was very impressed with with them. Um, and if Deadpool is as good as everyone's saying it is, they're talking about uh, doing an X Force movie next, and yeah. maybe like uh, possi- Deadpool two. I've heard even speculation about that one being uh, rated R two, and like just almost having like a subset of the X Men universe that's almost like its own little adult stories, which could be yeah, fun, like like X Men Max or something. Yeah, could be fun. Could be fun. Um, all right. So, what is in our being in the second one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, what's happening in our uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe this week? Well, there were Jeffrey. some there were some Super Bowl commercials that you might not have seen. I saw. <clears throat> t- I, I think I did the Civil War. I saw that one. That one was good. That one was good. That one's really exciting. It's really intense. No, I don't feel like no new information necessarily. Uh, ro- you picked the but wrong we, side. We got to see the lineups. Yeah. And that's the big thing. And Ant-Man's got a new helmet now. Cool. So soon after the events of Ant-Man. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you've got Hank Pym right there working side by side with him. I was really worried Hank Pym was going to die in the first one. Yeah. Glad he didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Glad he didn't. Uh, Spoiler alert. (laughs) Is it a spoiler alert? (laughs) I don't know. Sorry about that. (laughs) Nobody important dies. Cause it's well, the that's MCU. definitely a spoiler. Oh, yeah, right. It's the MCU. But I'm... Uh, no one except for that one person in Thor 2 that I won't say. Um... <laughs> <laughs> there are other commercials, though, that happened. One of which was a, a Hulk and Ant-Man Coca-Cola commercial that oh, a lot yeah. of people talked about. That was really fun. Because it was just... It was cute. More it than was anything. cute. It was cute. It was a little, a little over silly. It was, I mean, it's a Coca Cola commercial. What do you expect? Yeah, I really hate Coca Cola commercials. Did I tell you that? No. I'm really pissed off at Coca Cola commercials. Why? Just. Is it the polar bears? No. Is it Santa Claus? No. Is it the emotional manipulation? 
There right. is there is a uh, there's a video by Cracked Honest Trailers. Uh, it was it's if soda commercials were honest. Oh yeah, you need to see that. I do need to see that. Not right this second, but go no, watch that. I, I Put will. it on your list. I will. I've been as we've talked about on the podcast. I'm a fat fellow. Jeff is a less fat fellow. <laughs> less fat than I was. Less less fat than I am. Uh, I'm down forty pounds. It's awesome. Um, <clears throat> So we're working on it. We're trying to lose some weight, trying to be Star-Lord and Drax uh, in a year and four months. But the more and more I realize how much of my weight is due to sodas, because my family growing up, we just drank sodas like water. Like my my family just kept sodas in the fridge all the time and drank them all the time, just sodas, sodas, sodas. So I have an extreme soda addiction, like sugar and caffeine together addiction really really hardcore and so every time now i see a coca-cola commercial and it has like like just like a random love story with like then then they'll put like coca-cola across the front (laughs) i'm like fuck you it's like (laughs) like get out of my life they're like drink our syrupy death sauce and you'll have you'll find love and happiness no you won't you'll find type 2 diabetes (laughs) it's not a good thing and like this there's that one with the kid every time i fucking go to the movies there's that one with the kid who goes to the movies and like the parents are at home talking and the guys on his first date and they're describing their first their first date and they're like correlating their their kid going at his first date and how it's it's like generational and family and love and, and finding Coca-Cola. finding your match and finding someone you love and and like syrupy death sauce what's at the bottom of this cup diabetes it really it's it, not ice it is the worst thing for you it's the beatus it's a, like it's 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 oh, <laughs> it's the worst thing like it is poison literally poison and if you pour it on a car, it'll eat away the paint. Yeah, it's and, horrible. And I still real tempted to drink it. But we don't pour this on cars. We pour it in our mouths, into <sighs> our tummies. And I just get real pissed off. I don't even. I don't care if you want to drink soda. I'm not mad at you. I drink soda still from time to time. I'm trying to quit completely. But just don't stop telling me it. Stop trying to correlate it with love. Stop telling me this is happiness. I don't oh. need it. Lord, it's the worst. The guy, the kid's holding a huge like, the the kid in the commercial is like five feet tall, six, four feet tall. I don't know. He's short. He's still he's still developing, and he's holding a soda that is that is like from his belly button to the top of his head. Like this Coke is huge, <laughs> and he's drinking the whole thing. And I'm like, you're gonna die. You're dead tomorrow. Anyway, so I just don't like the emotional manipulation. Okay, that's fair. But that Coke commercial was real fun. I did like to see the Hulk and Ant Man. <laughs> Well, that's why it's the mini cans. It's for the smaller people. Anyway, so let's move on in the news before you get mad again. Sorry, tangent. I really, really don't like Coca-Cola anymore. (laughs) They're the worst. Okay, so there are going to be new Inhumans debuting in the return of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like when it comes back next month. Cool, cool. So there haven't been any any released notes on like who they are or what they can do. We just know that there are going to be new Inhumans uh, for our team to deal with and for our team to interact with and possibly be on the team. Cool. So that's yeah, something got, to look forward to. They've got to add to that uh, three-person Power Ranger team that they started <laughs> last season. It's closer to the VR Troopers currently. Yeah, you're right. I loved the VR Troopers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I haven't thought about the VR Troopers in like 15 years. Oh, that's good stuff. Those his, were the days. His dad was lost in another dimension. He had to get him back. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. I was so invested as a 10-year-old. Speaking of uh, going and finding your dad's stories, James Gunn has confirmed that there is no Thanos or Infinity Stones in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Hmm. He said that they have bigger fish to fry. Plus, Thanos... What? Yeah. What bigger fish are there to fry than Thanos? Well, I mean, there's there's the story of Star-Lord's dad and, like, who he is, because he's a being made uh, yeah, of pure light. I, I guess I see. I guess I see your point. I see James Gunn's point. There's bigger fish to fry in a story sense, like, in a, this, how much it matters to our characters. In a local to, to characters. them story. Right. Yeah. There's not a big, they're not going to fight someone bigger than Thanos. That would be silly. That would be. I mean, at this point. Unless maybe, it was Galactus. Right. Maybe later. Maybe later, but they don't, actually, they might soon have the... Rights to Galactus back. 
Maybe. They've there've been there've been there've been lots of discussions about how poorly Fantastic Four went and how they might get all those rights back, which would also give them the scroll and yeah, a lot of cool things that are in the fan. I would love for the Fantastic Four to come back just because they have some great villains and some great storylines that could be mined and, and brought into the cinematic universe. The only problem is they're supposed to be the first family, not the Phase Six family. <laughs> uh, so that's yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they. I don't know if they'd want to retcon that and be like. Hey, here's this other family that's been hanging out for the last twenty years, or if they'd want to like, just act like they're you know, the, this the accident's just going to happen in the current timeline. I suppose they could drop back to the '60s and have it happen with like Hank Pym and stuff. You know, um, they could drop back to the '60s and have them go like disappear to explore the multiverse, and then come back after everything is over, like after Thanos or whatever is over, right? And just be like, huh, things have changed a bit yeah yeah hmm. the only the, i just thought about something with, with the way they used um young hank pym and ant-man they kind of shot themselves in the foot i loved the the having him de-aged that was amazing yeah but uh he was also kind of it's it's also really expensive to do that cgi and stuff so like if they just chosen to use a younger actor, they could have at any point, just like they've done with Howard Stark, go back and tell stories of that time period, yeah. and easily have it on TV or this or that. Uh, but now that they've shown him Michael Douglas at that age, they kind of have to use that Michael Douglas at that age to be that character. I mean, they could recast, they've recast before, but it would be a weird thing to do. Maybe. So, I mean, he, oh. he didn't look that different like other than well as far as like his hair color wasn't different his his stature wasn't really that different it was mostly just less wrinkles yeah. on his face i think that's pretty expensive process de-aging someone like well that. i mean like it doesn't look that different from now to then going back more they could probably uh, recast somebody that looks closer to him. That's true. And make they, it not they, that big they, a deal. If, if they went like 20 years earlier than that, when yeah. he was first becoming Ant-Man or something, right. they could probably use a different actor. That's true. Valid point. I don't see that being an issue. Point Jeff. <laughs> so um, I don't know if we want to talk about it right now, but there are synopses up um, for Agent Carter episodes six, seven, eight, and nine. Oh wow! Okay, we're not going to talk about it now, <laughs> but uh, we 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 can throw it in after we do our episode review today. We can do that. Uh, we'll do episode six, and then maybe next week episode seven, just like we've done in the past. Uh, no, next week in uh, in airing order. Next week is episodes six and seven. Oh, that's right. And then after that, they're doing eight and nine. Oh, really? Two? And then after that is episode 10. I didn't realize it was two weeks in a row we're going to get two episodes. Man, yep. that's a lot of Agent Carter. It really is. I can't. I can't even handle it. Yeah, uh, you can. You're going to have to. Let's do a, it. Let's Put your game it. face on. All right. Boom. It may be the last Agent Carter that we get. It's just brings me to my next story. Too much sexy Haley Atwell. It really is. Um, Haley Atwell has been cast in a, in a new ABC pilot. Uh-oh. I know. And... If it goes well, if it gets ordered to uh, to series, it might cause complications for there being an Agent Carter season three. Okay, well that is a bummer for sure. It is a little bit. I like I like her a lot. Um, I mean, they could still work around it. They could still work the scheduling around it. It just would provide complications. So ABC, it's the same network. Yeah. Well, that 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 bodes well for them. Try if they try to work it out, it'll be easier than like having it on. You know, multiple networks or whatever, or cross sure. networks. I will say, uh, <laughs> I feel like this season, at least if our listeners are any, any indication, this season has kind of not gone downhill quality-wise, but it seems to have, like, there's not as nearly as many uh, people following it as religiously as there were last season. Yeah. And so I wonder if, <laughs> if you've decided not to renew Agent Carter... Instead of acting like it's a failure, <laughs> it's a lot better to cast her on a different show and just be like... Oh, she just got too busy. We couldn't do it this season. <laughs> you know, like it's it's a lot more of a like it's a lot nicer way to put it or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah. But 
then there are the people that don't like listen to our news and they'll never know and they just think, oh, I just didn't get it didn't get the ratings it needed. So it just went downhill. I need to not tell anyone about it. Yeah. And then it's then it's a, a terrible thing that just happened. True. True. I don't I don't Truth. I don't want it to get canceled. I, I, but I I don't know. All things there's going to be a time for all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can't do every if they're going to start seven series, all seven of them can't go forever. So Yes, they can, Matt. I um this isn't the uh Berlantiverse or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, those shows. There's a few of them, yeah. There, the, uh, the spoiler alert for the Flash. Very small spoiler alert. This week's episode officially confirms that um, Supergirl exists in the same multiverse as the Flash. Yeah, which they have discussed bringing her on. They're doing a crossover episode. I've I've heard that they've discussed that, and I've heard that I even heard that, that was announced, but it hasn't happened yet. Yes, this they're week. filming it. Okay, right now because. There have been pictures posted of Grant Gustin on the set with Melissa Benoit. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, this week on the episode, they were going through some sort of like time vortex, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, thing. going through the multiverse. And they were traveling between universes or whatever. And uh, it, while they were doing that, you saw, you saw, it, you were seeing images of things that were in, either existed in Barry's universe or other universes or whatever. And yeah. you kept seeing things flash by, and one of them was her flying by. And I was like, oh. Okay, they just uh, made it official. <laughs> they just cemented that. The, at least they exist in the same multiverse. We don't. We yeah. still don't know if. We're not sure if it's the same universe. Yeah. Because I mean, there were. They could have a crossover. They've already started all this universe hopping now. Like they could start. Uh, they could have her be existing in Earth Four or whatever, like <laughs> Earth Prime. Yeah. Or something. Well, they've got Earth. Uh, they already have established Earth One and Earth Two. Yeah. And it's obviously they could do as many as they wanted. <laughs> Earth Prime is supposed to be our world, as far as I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's really all the news I have this week. There uh, there wasn't really much going on other than like the big thing about the, um, the trailers and all the synopses dropped. Um, there's a bunch of pictures up from next week's episode, which uh, is going to have the return of Dottie in it. Ooh. Dottie Underwood. Um, whole bunch of pictures. I can put those into the into the slideshow, so be look or be on the lookout for those. So we got a bit more feedback this week. Um a lot. Yeah, thanks guys for writing in. It's kinda like everybody was like, Oh yeah, we oh we were supposed to do that. God, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everyone. Thanks, um yeah. I'm going to start with uh, Sherman Smith says to us on Facebook, he says, if Limitless can get Bradley Cooper to make cameos, it's about time Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got one of the Avengers for a brief appearance, or they could get Bradley Cooper too and have Rocket Raccoon show up. (laughs) I love the idea of Rocket Raccoon showing up. I mean, even on Agent Carter, you know, we don't know how old Rocket is. His flesh is quite delicious. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I didn't know about that. I didn't know that uh, Limitless was getting Bradley Cooper on. At least to make a cameo. That's cool. That's um, that makes me want to ma- watch Limitless, which I understand is the point. <laughs> um, Bradley I, Cooper's on it. I mean, he, you know, you, you know, we have to go watch Limitless. Was the movie with him in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they're they're doing the show. It's supposedly in the same universe, but it's neat. That's neat. I like cinematic universes. <laughs> um, Interconnectivity. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy hits us on Facebook. Um, Talking about the the trailers, says, is it just me or does the X-Men Apocalypse CGI look awful? I hate to be the quote-unquote give-it-back-to-Marvel guy, but seriously, it's like they're trying to beat my childhood into a coma. <laughs> I thought it looked a little too clean, maybe, but I didn't think it looked awful. One of the things that's really irked me with the X-Men Apocalypse trailers is mm-hmm. every time they have... Uh, apocalypse talking saying like um we're gonna you know we're gonna wreck everything down and in like from its ashes in its place we'll build a better one like we're gonna tear their world down and then make a better one right and like when he says the line like it starts off so epic and the words and verbiage is so epic and then he just ends it with we'll build a better one 
And that just sounds so different for some reason from the rest of his sentence hmm. that it's like he just didn't know where to go and just kind of flopped on the end of the line. Like, we shall build it anew would be a really epic right. old school apocalypse line, but we'll build a better one. Like, that's weak. Maybe. Really I really, weak. I really like that. Uh, but then again, Ivan Ooze looks really weak too. The phrase build a better world makes me think of things I really like, like Serenity, and uh, which you haven't seen yet. And Yes, I have. Oh, my God. Oh, you have? We talked about this like weeks ago. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> God. We, have, we need to talk about it more. <laughs> we need um, to discuss. <laughs> I forgot you told me that. Um, but no, uh, yeah, like, that's all about building better worlds. Mm-hmm. And uh, Waylon Yutani in um, Alien, kind of the background nemesis of Alien, which is the company that she works for or whatever mm-hmm. that sends her out on that mission. Waylon Yutani, they have like uh building better worlds is their like tagline. Yeah. So I really like any villain that says building better worlds. <laughs> it's just that nostalgia thing. Yeah. <clears throat> well it's just like a creepy it's a creepy thought. Like yeah. I don't like this world. I'm gonna build a better one. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is... always goes poorly. It always it makes them the really villain. does. Then there's the whole the Terminator thing. Like you can't, you can't do well with this world. We're gonna take over. Yeah. Nah. Nah. And, and Apocalypse having that same vision is 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 a little it's a little less um, inhuman as those other examples are. But yeah, fair. Still kind fair. of fun. So um, Nathaniel Mosley also says to us, he's talking about in this. He's talking about the um, the Ant Man and Hulk commercial. Um, because it shows longitude and latitude coordinates at the bottom for Banner's lab. He says, apparently Dr. Banner's lab is in Burbank in a parking lot next to a bird sanctuary. I guess not everything is is an Easter egg. (laughs) I was hoping that that was going to be some sort of really good Easter egg. Yeah, that would have been great if someone goes, well, maybe, has anyone gone there and looked? (laughs) <laughs> Someone, if anyone, if any of our listeners go live in Burbank, go to those coordinates and see if you can find anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. If if they were gonna do, like a, it was a, a Coke commercial. It wasn't MCU. I mean, the MCU obviously made it though. It has all the characters and still so like in the CGI properties and everything. So like, it wasn't necessarily canon though. No, no, I I wouldn't call it canon. Uh, so I, that's I, what you're wanting them to do, though, is to find an Easter egg in something that's not canon. I'm just saying. <laughs> someone had to choose to put that particular coordinate there. Who knows? They he might... probably just face-rolled the keypad. Maybe. But <laughs> honestly, I would bet if it's if it's in Burbank, which is where a lot of uh, studios and stuff are, I bet they just put like something close to them. Yeah. <laughs> What's around here? Yeah, like, I'm going to put my house. Yeah. <laughs> like that. If anybody goes there, I apologize for Matt. No, nah, man. If you go there, see if you see anything Hulk or Ant-Man related. <laughs> could be some sort of like... A, Take a microscope because you're going to need it. Could be some sort Ant-Man. of like geocaching thing, you know? <laughs> Maybe so. It could be like a hidden uh, thing. Look, check your, check your Ingress Yeah. If it, was an, if it was an Easter egg, that's probably how they'd do it. It'd be like the beginning of a, a, a scavenger hunt or like a geocache. Like a big augmented reality yeah. kind of thing. Oh, I'd be so down. <laughs> I'd take a week off and drive around the country looking for uh, geocaches for the MCU. I don't I would, think I could I do, that. do that. I don't think I could pull that off. I think I could pull that off. I just, but I don't mm. have a job, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> just don't book anything for a week. Yeah, just plan a week to not do anything. So, uh, let's see. Moving on. Mr. Omar Elmalia uh, said to us on Facebook, Heard the news episode. I'm a bit behind on Agent Carter. Loving it a lot. But I'm not getting the visions for shirt designs I did after Jessica Jones. Question, though. Is Benedict the new Chris? Let me know if you got it. Did you get it? You didn't get it, did you? Is Benedict the new Chris? Because there's Evans, Pratt, Hemsworth. There's three Chris's. Right. Are there, is there more than one Benedict? Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Wong. Oh. But those are just, those are in the same movie. 
Yeah. Those are originating in the same movie, gotcha. even. Gotcha. Yeah, I did not get it, but Jeff did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I partially because I forgot Benedict Wong was a person. Um, wow. You have to wrangle all the news every week. You get all exposed to all these people more often. <laughs> <laughs> He's prime. But now that you say it, that's true. There are two Benedicts now. And whatever. It's going to be really hard for them to find another good actor named Benedict, though. It just seems like that's getting a little too specific. Chris is such a broad name, broadly really widely used name. <laughs> really is. The all American name. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. This next piece of feedback had a little bit of uh, Agent Carter stuff, but I didn't find anything spoilery, so. We'll just go for it right here. We'll just go stuff, for it. Okay. Other stuff as well. So Mr. Uh, Mr. Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, Hey guys, just wanted to give a little feedback on a couple of random things. One, I'm enjoying this season of Agent Carter much more than the last season, which I thought was overall pretty good. The pacing feels like it's building towards something. The intrigue feels genuine, and I think Frost is becoming a very interesting story. Loved seeing going back, or loved seeing backstory for Peggy, too. Number two, apparently there is a musical number in this season. Feel free to look it up. I think it was covered in an IGN interview. Just be warned that there was a minor spoiler attached. That's going to be episode number nine, if I recall correctly. That's awesome. They're doing like a, they've got the whole cast is going to do a musical dance number and they're bringing in people from Dancing with the Stars. Huh. To to also dance. I wonder if they're going to be doing... Like a musical, like they're going to be music involved. I don't or is know. It just going to be dancing, because I love a good musical episode. <laughs> yeah, you do. You've mentioned that. Oh, love it. Number three, he said you talked a bit about this, and despite the November tease from the Jessica Jones Twitter, I still believe there's a good chance of Luke Cage being released in late June to early July. My reasoning is the show could be done by then. Started filming in September, and Marvel has no July movie this year. Also, a quick question. Do you know how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter have been doing in the ratings? I'm curious if we'll see them both renewed again with all the other Marvel TV projects, though you have to imagine Jeff Loeb is looking at what DC is doing with Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl and salivating. Mm. I'm a little bit worried about Agent Carter with the whole, like, her getting cast in a different pilot. Yeah. It is a show where they only do ten episodes, though. Yeah. And... and was it 10 the first year? It was 8 the first year. I was going to say, I didn't think it was 10. Uh, and they could, I mean, they could do six episodes of the show and get a nice little, like... Good little arc. Good little arc in. I feel <clears throat> I feel like sometimes this show runs a little slow. So, like, I think they could do a six-episode arc next year and be like, all right, well, this is a little bit Agent Carter for you. <laughs> Just toss that Just out. Just kind of continue the story, kind of continue building the universe for the 1940s and 50s. And then sixties, you know, we we've talked about it a lot, but we really need a leap forward, like a, a, a few leaps forward. It would be pretty great. I'd be absolutely on board. <laughs> Just you know, cover what happens is all. That's I don't. All. I don't know how the ratings are doing. I honestly don't. Uh, from what I've heard, they've got modest ratings. I don't know what that translates to. Gotcha. So not so good. Not so good for Carter. Uh, how's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. been doing? I'm not sure. I haven't checked up on it okay. in a while. I yeah. I will report back next week, though. That would be great. I'd love to hear how they've been doing this year. Or try to report back. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next stuff and is... Yeah, uh, all the stuff over at DC. I love that they're making so much, but so much of it is not so great. <laughs> they're going for quantity rather than quality? Yeah. I, I haven't seen Supergirl yet. Um, but I feel like Arrow and Flash just aren't the best shows. They're just not the best. I actually like The Legend of Tomorrow a lot, the first the first couple episodes. So, But I think that maybe just because it's more up my alley. It's got time travel. <laughs> it's got time travel. It's geared toward you. It's got a group of people on a ship uh, that like reminds me a lot of Firefly. I don't know. It's geared toward me. It's like Firefly meets Doctor Who. It really, that's, that's exactly what I said, I think, last week. <laughs> All um, right. It's great. It really is. It's like Firefly meets Doctor Who. It even has the companion from Doctor Who is the is the Time Master, not Time Lord, but Time Master yep. on the show. So, All right, man. Well, 
Uh, we're about to go into our spoiler section here in a minute, but we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us or see more about us, or find more episodes, you can go to mcucast.com or wherever your fine podcasts are sold. Um, you can uh, hit us up at mcucast on Twitter, um, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com or call us at 573-CAST-MCU leave a voicemail and we will play it on the show um, we would we'd love to hear from any of you uh, in the coming weeks and we'll have your feedback as we will have others feedback in a moment while we enter our spoiler section for Agent Carter Season 2 Episode 5 here we go in 3 2 1 the nurse figured it out Oh, yeah, that was pretty heartbreaking. That was. Why did they make me think they were such a good couple right before they did that? Right? <laughs> that, scene with, uh, that scene with him proposing was so sweet. It really was. It was so, you so felt, sweet. You felt so bad for him. Like, oh, come on, buddy. Oh, I, yes, I'll say yes. <laughs> like, I don't care if she says yes. Yeah. Like, I'll do it. We're all saying yes, Sousa. We're all saying yes. Everybody says yes to Sousa. He's... He's got that heartbreaker face. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> anyway, so there was really just a heist this yeah. movie. There was sneaking in. I and... really liked her undercover uh her undercover secretarying. Yeah. That was pretty great. The disguises. The disguises came back. She got to change her accent to to be in a disguise. Man, changing her accent blows my mind <laughs> i know there are so many actors that do it every week yep on certain shows where like they're a british actor and they come over here and they get that american accent on but rick grimes yeah yeah absolutely um but having having her on the show speaking in a british accent then all of a sudden not just blows my mind it's like <laughs> I, I really feel like she's just a, a sorcerer of some sort you evil temptress. <laughs> She's a witch. We must burn her. <laughs> so, I'm going to go ahead and get my one itty-bitty tiny nitpicky gripe out of the way for oh, this yeah? episode. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, apparently, these atomic bombs that were made by Isodyne contain nothing but a shell and a core filled with an atomic material or a radioactive material. Huh. Well, I mean, we never saw... We did. He opened the thing. He op like Jarvis opens the the panel. He just puts the panel to the side uh -huh. and then immediately puts the things in to pull out the uh, the core and like doesn't have to detach anything. Oh right. He right, doesn't right. have to unscrew anything. It's just like rolling around in there. <laughs> well, I would think it would be like secured. They were they showed him practicing, but yeah, yeah, I hear you. It was definitely like seemed like it would take a little more expertise than a little more effort. Yeah. To, to get that stuff out. But it was so funny. I did really, I did really like the team this week, and we had some feedback about that. But I really liked the, um, the just the, the them turning that corner and being oh, yeah. just like the such big a, hero team walk, such a ragtag team. It was the big hero team walk. Yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Because you got you got Sousa coming out on his crutch first, and it's like okay, uh -huh. this, this is a good start. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then Jarvis coming out looking kind of derpy. Uh huh. And then, obviously, Agent Carter in control. And yeah. then you've got Rose. And then Dr. Samberly. And mm -hmm. Dr. Samberly trips. <laughs> yeah. It just, it brings it all home. It did not look like a very effective team. But, uh, <laughs> they got it. They were pretty solid. They are pretty solid. I like that I like that Rose branched off on her own. We got to see her, like, come into being a good, like, a real character. Yeah, or, well, I should think she was a character before, but a real agent, like... She's a she was a, she acted like a field agent, which was really fun. Well, like for the longest time, we just had her as like she was the phone operator, and now she's the front desk person. Like she's just that really faded back in the background character that you just don't really care about very much. Yeah. And then they True. they bring her in on this episode, and they actually develop her a little bit. She gets to like kind of swoo or uh, swoo wow sway and swoon Doctor Samberly, and he's just mm -hmm. like. That was that was you? I mean that that pie was you? That was your pie inside me? <laughs> Just he got so awkward with it. Mm-hmm. It was 
it was really great that they they brought her in to do that and then also him like they had in their interaction and you saw that like there's more there's more to this agent carter world going on there's more to this agency than just her and Sousa. yeah for sure and and, and and well, and I think you saw. We always see there's a lot more going on, but it's it just seems like it's always kind of a boys' club and a very specific type of man like doing all of the work. They're all ex-military. They're all uh, they're all just men's men. Yeah, who go out to bar, the bars, and this is almost like all of the people who are invited to the bar with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I mean that's kind of uh, been the theme for all of Agent Carter, and I just. It was, really, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was a little little on the nose, but it was a lot of fun. Okay, but before we get too far into this episode, too deep, too much farther as it were, yeah. let's uh, let's get some feedback about the episode. Uh, Robert T. Frost says to us on Facebook, he says, Greetings, Matt and Jeff, and well met in the new year. I feel like I need to continue that voice. No, nope, you don't. No. I'd like to share a couple of thoughts on the new season of Agent Carter so far. First, I truly enjoyed this episode. Smoke and Mirrors as the show... Well, okay, he's talking about last episode. Yes, My bad. Yes, so first, I truly enjoyed this episode, Smoke and Mirrors, as the show seems to be hitting its stride and is the Agent Carter I was hoping for. The intro double feature felt a bit lackluster to me. I know that there was a lot of foundation building and a lot of exposition, and that's okay, but there was a little something missing for me, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Sophomore show blues? Secondly, while I have been enjoying the comedic interaction that the writers have given Mr. Jarvis this year, I worry that it is a bit too much. Jarvis teetered on the edge of being a buffoon this episode, and I am truly hoping that the show will allow him to be a more substantial assistant to Peggy. And thirdly, I'm wondering if we got a clue to who or who may or may not become um, Peggy's husband. In Captain America the Winter Soldier, the film clip bet- uh, being shown at the Smithsonian has Peggy Carter saying that Steve Rogers continued to influence her life even after he was gone. <clears throat> I rewatched a video clip. The man who was to become her future husband was in the unit that Captain Rogers rescued from behind the Hydra blockade. That eliminates Dr. Wilkes as he was in the Navy. I think that this will also eliminate Daniel Sousa when Sousa is interrogating Hunt. He is asked if he got his injury in combat, and Sousa answers Bastogne. The Battle of the Bulge was a significant event in World War II and seemingly far from the events of Captain America during the war. I can't imagine that if the Hydra base uh, that the 107th is rescued from is in or around Bastogne, that it would not have been at least mentioned in the film. Thoughts? Hmm. I would say that it seemed like that wasn't... Was that all one... That wasn't all one one group that was uh, uh, captured, I didn't think. I know that the 107th was captured, and that's where Bucky was, and that's why Steve Rogers went in in Captain America, the first Avenger. But I was always under the impression that he went in to save that group and came out with way more people because it's like, that that was always what I got out of the movie. I always thought this was like a Hydra concentration camp for for experimenting on soldiers. Yeah. And so it was like a lot of different groups had been brought there. So I wouldn't even put it past a Navy man or someone from Bastogne or any, any, anywhere in the, in the European theater being captured and brought to this Hydra base for experimentation on soldiers, uh, as, as they did with Bucky, of course. But I, I just thought that the one Oh seventh was who he went in, who he went in because of, and then he ends up releasing this entire, like they said, I don't, I don't know how big the one hundred seventh was supposed to be, but I always get the impression that when he walks out of that fog and there's all those men behind him, that they're like, "Go get the one hundred seventh," and he's like, "I brought he, back everybody. I brought back everybody. Is that okay? <laughs> um, Did I do good? That's that's how I always took that scene, but I may be wrong. Yeah, um, but that's it, what I, it felt like because there were a lot of people in there, and they brought back one of the tanks. Yeah, like, one of the hydro tanks. There was a lot going on. Also, I don't think. If they were close to Bestone, they would have mentioned it. I think they very deliberately left it incredibly vague where they were. Right? <laughs> like they just—they're just in the woods. <laughs> like they don't—they—they they don't try to like narrow down where they are. Really, I think honestly, I think the WSO show that they were doing was in Italy, if I recall correctly. The one for the soldiers. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't even remember that at all. It was it was flashed up on the screen when he went to it. 
I'm I'm not sure. I just don't know where it might have fallen. I really don't know. I don't know if they got specific or not. They may have. Uh, well, uh, but yeah, maybe we'll look into that this week and see if we can. I haven't rewatched that uh, in like at least two months, so it's been long enough. <laughs> we need to rewatch. That it's time. So it's time to rewatch. Yeah. So I think we might have a week off somewhere in there. Oh wow! I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Oh my god. Okay, so let's move on though. <laughs> Uh, Marco Margo hits us on Facebook, says, Just stop by to let you know I've been tuning into Agent Carter every week. I know you guys like continuity, so here's some food for thought. Did Peggy only have one brother? Question mark. Mm. The show made it seem that way. Peggy had only one brother in episode four. If Peggy's only brother died, then who are Agent 13 Sharon Carter's parents? Agent 13 specifically says to Cap, I was talking to my aunt in Winter Soldier, inferring to the audience that Agent 13 was on the phone with Peggy and that many media outlets have corroborated Agent 13 is in fact Peggy's niece. Your thoughts? Well. Hmm. Just because her brother died in war doesn't mean that he, he didn't have already didn't have children. I was going to go there, except... That would mean she was born in the 40s. Fair. <laughs> or, well, yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I feel like anyone born of that generation would still be in their 60s. Even if Peggy Carter waited to have children for another 10 years, like any of her siblings, if they're anywhere close in the same age, I feel like maybe she had to have been talking... If she's talking to Agent Carter, she had to have been talking about to her great aunt. <laughs> because I don't think... Uh, her, I don't think her being her aunt makes sense. I it, may be wrong. It could if if Agent Carter's or if Peggy Carter's parents had a uh, a late child. Yeah, even then, even then, let's say, let's say it's twenty years younger. Well, like because Agent Carter, I think we did the math once, and Agent Carter had to have been like almost a hundred. Yeah. In, in 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 Winter Soldier. Yeah. So. Say say she say her brother is say her brother or she has a brother or, or sister who is twenty years younger, which is insane. Twenty years younger than her. And I mean, then, it's it's a little bit crazy, but it's not outside of the realm of possibility. No, no, it's not outside the realm of possibility. And then that child waits until they're forty to have a child. Then maybe Sharon Carter makes sense to be her her, her niece. But that's like that's like the only way. It's pushing it. It's really pushing it. It's really pushing the realm of. Possibility, <laughs> maybe. I feel like it. She has to be her great aunt, but I, you know, it all just it depends on how old Peggy is. Because uh, they did the backstory episode, and I need to go back and rewatch it. I'm pretty sure they mentioned her age at one point. Did they? I'm. I think so. Um, I don't remember them mentioning her age, but I got the impression she was in her twenties, something like that. So. Maybe I think she was in her like in her late teens when the War Department was all like, oh, "Hey, really? you think that, we need your that, code breakers." Yeah. I think so. I'm not certain though. I can't. I can't be oh, certain. You know, I, I'm also as a stupid American. I also only know we got into the war in like '43, right? <laughs> I think, but the war was going on for like four or five years before that. <laughs> so it is possible that she was younger at that point. I always think of when America got into the war and not. Like, which was like the mid-40s. Pearl Harbor was attacked in 41. Oh, okay, yeah. I But I believe World War II started, like, a few years before. 39. That. Okay, only two years. 38, 39, something like that. Yeah. That's when um, Germany invaded Poland. Yeah, so so there's a few years there, so maybe she was in her 20s in eight. She just seemed way older. September in... 1st, 1939. 1939. So she just seemed a little older and more in control of herself and more respected. I mean, I feel like not just a woman, but any 20-year-old is not going to get that much respect on the battlefield, I feel like. Maybe. At, the, at, that, at, at, at that time. But I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know what they're going for. They're maybe intentionally leaving it a little vague so they can have some wiggle room for writing purposes, which is fine. But I do say that it's a little suspect that Sharon Carter could be her niece. Her parents would have had to really They're pushing have, her, it. have her real late. And then Sharon Carter would have to be pretty old at this point. Yeah. She'd have to be in her forties probably, which I don't think she is supposed to be mid twenties. It looked like maybe 30. I'm real bad with age though. 
<laughs> I am so bad with age. I'm also bad with people's faces. I just don't recognize humanity very well. <laughs> I'm bad with uh, with female age. They're either 13 or they're 45. And I don't recognize the difference between them. <laughs> anyway. I, I hear you. So, uh, next thing. Sherman Smith says to us on Facebook, My favorite episode of Agent Carter ever. Season 2, episode 4. Great backstory for Peggy. I think that seems to be the general consensus is people really like the backstory episode. I really liked it too. I think Mark was just saying that he thought that the the for the bit at the beginning felt a little weird. I really loved that bit at the beginning, um, the double feature intro. He he was mentioning the backstory of the with the children. Um, I don't know. I just thought the backstory was it gave this this season more heart than anything else has. Yeah, yeah. even in the first season, I feel like this that was uh, it just made me care about both of those characters a lot. I'm glad that she's not focusing on Steve so much this uh, this season. That's true. Last season, she was very much in the shadow of Steve, which was the story. It was about her getting out of his shadow. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, Aaron Hecker on Facebook says to us, I'm thoroughly enjoying the team dynamic that this episode contains. One interesting thing that Marvel seems to constantly be doing is breaking up groups slash organizations slash any form of cohesion. Red Skull split from Hydra, Hydra infiltrated and broke apart S.H.I.E.L.D., and now we're seeing the creation of S.H.I.E.L.D. emerge from the decline of the SSR. Also, watching Rose manipulate, quote-unquote, Dr. Samberly reminds me of Black Widow manipulating manipulating the Russians in the beginning of the Avengers. Huh. <laughs> you really like my pie? <laughs> I definitely, uh, she definitely was, like, using her feminine wiles immediately. Yeah, I mean, she just jumped right on it. Yeah. She's like, I got this. <laughs> And then later, she's just like, I got this, and just like beats the crap out of that guy. Yeah. He pulls the knife out, and she goes, I've seen bigger. Oh, gosh. I loved it. I loved yeah. it so much. That was pretty good. Uh, this episode felt so campy. It did. It really. It just felt so campy, and I loved that it was campy. I like Because it didn't apologize at all. No, I think they have taken a cue from uh, Captain America First Avenger, and they have made the Marvel Cinematic Universe 40s feels like what we think about 40s people being like. They yeah. do, they're, they're not trying to make them more real or more gritty or more like human. Like they're, Boardwalk Empire likes yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're making them like almost like the comic books of the like 40s. Like the idealized version. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I, and I kind of dig it. They're, they're sticking with the theme set up in the first Avenger, and I, I dig that. Yep. And our last bit of feedback this week, uh, we got Sherman Smith saying to us on Facebook, I'm loving the theme of Agent Carter this season. Perfect mix of action, drama, and humor. Yeah. We agree. It's been it's been really good. It's been really good. Uh, I feel like the humor is really what's getting me through the episodes more than anything. Like, I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm really enjoying, you know, uh, I'm really enjoying the humor from Jarvis, although I definitely understand the earlier listeners issue that he may be becoming a little too humorous or a little too bumbling. Yeah. A little so, dolty. Yeah. So he's, it's like he's struggling to keep up in, in agent Carter's world rather than just kind of being himself in her yeah. world. Like he's trying to adapt himself to be in her world instead Absolutely. of, instead of what he was doing last season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, any final thoughts about this episode? Because I, unfortunately, have to go see Deadpool. Not that unfortunate about the Deadpool. <laughs> unfortunate that I have to cut a, cut this one short this week. Uh, that is unfortunate. Yeah. Now, there, um, there wasn't really much that I felt that we needed to talk about. I mean, there was, there was Agent Carter's wound that, you know... Oh, yeah, that was, was crazy. pretty I brutal. I did not expect that at all. Yeah. When she fell, like, that's... Damn, that was <laughs> a serious fall. That was, especially onto the rebar. Yeah. Which missed everything. Yeah, somehow. And somehow she knows that. I don't know. I Sousa has breaks up with his girlfriend after she completely misses the boat on caring for Peggy and she dies horribly. <laughs> Ouch. It would be a different kind of show. Yeah, it would. It's a different kind of it's show. It's a lot darker. Um. But we knew that she would be okay. Biggest, you know, honestly, this is the that was the first time where I was like, "Oh my god, is she going to be okay?" Yeah, no. When when she fell like that, I was like, "She's not superhuman." Like that is, <laughs> Peggy has seemed pretty 
invincible on the show because she's so skilled. Yeah. And they write her as a very skilled, like no one ever gets really gets a blow in almost. And her falling onto that, I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> it really, What's really, going it really on? shocked me a little bit, shocked my system a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then like, I, I keep holding on to and like, she's going to be okay. We see her later in the MCU. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen to her. Oh, right. But she it's still true. can get injured. Yeah. And I was like, is she, is she going to be able to walk? Like that? Yeah. What happened? Yeah, totally. Uh, does she spend a decade in a wheelchair? Until they, <laughs> uh, until they figure out how to fix her spine. Yeah, crazy. Um, one of the biggest things for me this episode was the fact that the zero matter is affecting the motivations of the two hosts that it has currently. Yeah. So uh, some it has a will of some sort. It looks like it's just attracted to itself, them, like. I don't know how to put it with with Dr. Wilkes. Like, he was affected by it, so now it's attracted to him. Like, maybe... Because he became tangible for a second, or for a little bit, when he touched it. before. Yeah, yeah. when he touched it before. So, I don't know. Maybe it, like, it disappears. Maybe he's a void for it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. Oh, what if he... No... What if he becomes eternity? I don't know what that is. Actually, we've talked about eternity before. Like, what if he becomes, like, the the portal between, or, like, the, the barrier between our realm and, like, the dark dimension or something yeah, like I that? Mm. I do not know. I don't Scary. know if they're, they're going that way with it at all, like, the whole Doctor Strange lead-up thing, or they're just, it's something completely different. I don't know. I don't either. I know that they're they're talking about it being the dark force, like that's what Zero Matter is supposed right. to to work with is the dark force. But God, I don't, I have no idea where they're going with it. Cool. Well, uh, I enjoyed this episode. It was cool, um, guys. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. We will be back with you next week to discuss more MCU and uh, the next two episodes of Agent Carter. Yep. And we won't be on such a timetable. We had to move to Thursday this week because. Uh, I run a singing telegram business, and it's been crazy. Cause and it's, it's Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day weekend. Week. Yeah. Uh, but next week is not Valentine's Day week, and we can do uh, – we we'll definitely be able to dig in a little more. Yeah. Um, but thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back soon. We might even jump on and do a special De- Deadpool episode, right? Maybe. If it's good enough. I should be going to see it this weekend. Good. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Until next time, true believers. Thank you.